0: Brodo, friends and family, we are excited to announce that coming soon is Fantasy Football by Brodo, the only app in the fantasy world that gives you every single tool you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Not only do you get this app, exact podcast and all of the podcasts we have to offer on the app, but you get player profiles that give you every single stat you need about a player. You get advanced statistics where you have not only more in-depth statistics to players, but Brodo exclusive statistics. You have the social media where you could talk with friends and the Brodo community about your fantasy prospects. You have player specs. You have our rankings. You have news. You have coaching Everything you need to know about coaching tendencies, player contracts, articles, podcasts, everything you need all in one place. The fantasy football app by Broto is coming soon to every single phone near you. But for now, let's start the show. Welcome back to the Broto Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double
1: that fantasy goodness. Michael and Jason Petrop. Free agent frenzy. Are you, Are you friends serious? and the Z's. No, come on. Michael's over here, like really adamant about being the one to start the pod. He's like, Are you guys ready? Are you ready? And then that's not, that's what the result was. I was not adamant about it. I just said Michael I'll going, start it. free
0: agent frenzy. I like that. But then again, I like listening to some it's uh a you free know, agent student.
1: frenzy. Like, did I lie? Did when I, I start a-
0: y'all crazy? When free agent frenzy hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's a frenzy. That's a frenzy. See, that's how it's done, Jason. Get your shit together, bro. All
1: right. And anyway. are both bad. If you want pipes, I'll sing. I'll sing, baby. Don't please, pot roast. Please okay? don't. Yeah, oh, well. I was about to say, don't make me pot roast. <laughs> Welcome to
0: the Broto Fantasy Football Podcast. If you are new to the Broto Fantasy Football Podcast, what we're talking about probably seems completely ridiculous to you. If you were if hit if you've been here before, then you know that this is par for the course. Um before we get into our uh Episode today, which, by the way, was an exciting episode because we're going to be going over all of the first and second days of the free agent frenzy. Free agency has opened. We're going to be going and playing uh, stock up or stock down. So basically what's going to happen is I'm going to say a player. And then Michael and Jason are going to tell us whether they think that player is going to finish better than where they finished last season or worse. So, for example, um, bringing this up with nice and early Corey Davis Jason's favorite player is <sighs> a New York Jet. He finishes. Y- we have Siever a Jets
1: 31. chat. <laughs> Sorry, yo. We have we have a Jets chat. On, and I finished finish this before we get started. I was this close, man, <laughs> to leaving it and ending my Jets phantom This close. <laughs> anyway, so with that, uh,
0: I think we know where Jason's going with this. Uh, he finishes wide y- receiver thirty-one last last year. So if his stock is up, he's going to finish better than wide y- receiver thirty-one stock is down is going to finish worse than wide receiver 31. So that is what we are going to be doing today, getting knee deep into this fantasy frenzy. But before we do that, we just want to remind you um, that first of all, you already heard the advertisement for the app. We are very, very excited. The app is coming along very well. Today was a big day for the app. We won't, we won't let exactly the information out, but today was a very, very big day for the app. And again, shout out to uh, Santiago Casanova cast for short, who we call him lovingly, who, uh, is now a member of the Brodo team and has helped tremendously on the app development, um, which is honestly an understatement. Uh, We can't really give him enough credit. And, uh, of course, at Brodo Fantasy, at Brodo FF Jason, at Brodo FF Michael, at Brodo FF Tim uh, to follow us. But if you really want to support the show and help us in these ventures, like an app, like these things that we want to do to change the way you play fantasy, because the reason why we got into this was because we wanted to we we didn't like what we saw in the fantasy world right we we were in our opinion better well every every single fantasy player thinks that they're better than everybody else but we are in our opinion better and we wanted to bring nuance to fantasy and that's exactly what we're doing and we're doing it with your help and the way we're doing it is at patreon.com slash fantasy so if you want to support the show please become a patron for as little as three dollars a month you get access to so many perks including access to our Discord family, and I'm going to call it family for sure, Um, extra episodes per week, uh, leagues, which are super popular and super fun, and many friendships have been born from them, and tons, tons more, including giveaways and all other types of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy to check it out. In fact, our patrons this week, um, well, maybe our patrons in general, are going to get the Broto app a little early than everyone, So that is another perk. So if you want if you want to see what's going on with this revolutionary app and you want to get it before your friends, before anyone else can join Patreon and you will have access to that a little early. Also, Um, one more uh,
1: patron plug. I know we're talking about fantasy football, fantasy football app, but you also get uh, my fantasy baseball knowledge um, in articles and just direct messaging form in the discord and such. I was the 18th overall ranker last season um, in fantasy baseball. Fifth at second base overall. Third overall at first base. And I was the number one ranker at the outfield position last year. Um, subtle number one. Flex. Number one in, in the world. Number, only, one, number one. I was the only ranker on Fantasy Pros to have three top five positional finishes, including a first overall. Booyah. That is.
0: No bullshit. Uh, Michael, one of the most humble people I know. I'm not going to lie. One of the most humble people I know. Not comfortable usually sharing his own um, his own um, accolades. accolades. But this one deserves it. Michael, I, I say this all the time. Michael is the best fantasy best baseball player. I know I don't act like I know anything about fantasy baseball. But I know that I'm on a team with Michael every year. And every year that team competes for championships every single year. And that's all I care about. Michael wins me money in fantasy baseball. Let him win you money in fantasy baseball. And one of the ways to do that is by signing up for the Patreon as well. That is a perk of the Patreon that we mentioned. You get, it's called the Brodo Dugout where you get Michael's rankings, you get Michael's advice, you get Michael's articles, you get everything Michael in terms of fantasy baseball. And of course you get access to Michael on the Discord. So if you're getting not, if you have a specific question for Michael, he will answer it specifically and directly. Yep. Um, actually, the, a patron... League a fantasy baseball league is starting up very shortly, so another perk as well. So sign up for that again if you have if you didn't already hear me the first seven hundred times. patreoncom slash is where you can support the show, and um, thank you so much for those who already support the show. Uh, you are allowing us to make big big moves. With that being said, are you guys ready for some free agent
1: frenzy? Let's get this uh, free agent extravaganza started, shall we? So I should let
0: you guys know in advance before we even get started on this that Michael and I already have had a very heated debate about some of these moves.
1: Yeah, because I expect more from you, Tim.
0: Well, we're going to get to that in just a second. Um, we're talking, that's in the tight end section. But I want to start on the wide receiver section because there are some big wide receiver moves um, that I think. Uh, could have an impact. And let's start with the most dollars. Right now, the most dollars is Corey Davis. And I know Jason has very strong Whoa. feelings about this. Um Whoa. average value is 12.5 million, $27 guaranteed. He's going to have a $10 million cap hit. Um it, there's also an out after two years. So not you know not all the way if it if it sucks after two years they could they could vacate the premises but Corey davis like i said before finished as the wide receiver 31 last season so let's start with jason because he has some things to share about this jason stock up or stock down for Corey davis on his new team the new york jets republicans
1: i'm just i'm not even sure like what you you said i have some I have stuff to say about this i don't have anything good to say about this i, I didn't say good things. cory davis Corey Davis is who he is in this career. He's He was a former first-round pick who's gotten a lot of chances because of that draft pedigree. And finally, this season, everyone thinks it was this, like, come, giant come-out season for him. The best season of his life. He had 65 catches, 984 yards, and five touchdowns. Yeah, those are fine numbers. But you also need to consider that he's working with the true throw value king, Ryan Tannehill. Corey Davis has, in his career underperformed based on what's expected getting throws from Ryan Tannehill. So I don't think much has changed in terms of Corey Davis, except for the fact that he saw 92 targets last year over the 69 that he saw in 2019. And now he's going to a team without a quarterback. Uh, If they do have a quarterback, it might be a rookie. If they don't, then it's going to be a guy who sucked for three years. The only way this is a better than wide receiver 31 finish, is if the Jets get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson and we can't even attract Joe Thune. So, that's not going to happen. And I say we because we're Jets fans. I was going to say you so,
0: dropped the wee bomb there.
1: I did, yeah. I usually try not to uh, sound <laughs> biased on the pod. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, there's no way he finishes better than wide receiver 31. I'm big, big, I don't know what's the term we're doing here, stock down? Big stock down. Um, uh, Michael, I, I mean, as much I don't hate as much as Jason
0: last year was Corey Davis's fourth year in the league. And he did have sort of a breakout season. Now, again, Jason said he had the true true throw value King, which means the most fantasy value leaving the hand of a quarterback when it's thrown Ryan Tannehill. So he had that. Not only did he have that, he had AJ Brown on the other side. He had Derrick Henry in the backfield. Um, But with that being said, he did have some spectacular games. He can go up and make great catches he has skill. And, you know, Joe D, Joe Douglas, we have, you know, has a lot of clout in the league already. So you have to think that he sees something in Corey Davis that leads him to believe that he should get this type of money, $12.5 million. And they're talking about Kenny Galladay making 14 to $15 million when he finally signs. So that gives you an idea of wh- how much $12.5 million is for uh, a wide receiver, particularly because the cap is only $180 million this year. So... Corey Davis, um, you know, all those things are good. But I don't see any way that he's better off in this situation than with the true throw value king in an extremely efficient offense. The Jets offense will be significant, can be significantly better and still be mid-range in the league. Like, it's very unlikely that the Jets offense jumps from low, low, if not the worst in the league, to one of the worst in the league, to in the top ten. Um, in terms of passing, it would be highly unlikely. Now, can it happen? Maybe, but it's highly unlikely. So I don't see a, a real scenario where Corey Davis is better this year where he, than he was last year, even though he is the number one receiver now. Michael, do you agree with us?
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like Joe Douglas is going after uh, quote unquote first round busts because Corey Davis has never really lived up to his draft um, pick uh, as a top five wide receiver. He also, he also signed Gerard Davis of the Lions, the linebacker, former first-round pick, who is considered a, a bust. I mean, like, because Corey Davis, I guess, he, he took that Devontae Parker-esque jump this season, and I think it was clear, like, we watched the Titans a lot, because we're like quasi-Titans fans, that he was clearly, he took a step up. Like, he's a better player than he was in the past, and if... I Like, I don't think he's a 1A. I don't think he's a 1B. I think he's a number 2. So I think the Jets are going to need Denzel Mims to really step up to allow Corey Davis to shine. I could see wide receiver 3 uh, potential for Corey Davis, but I think it would have to be, especially with Jamison Crowder back, it would have to be, like, the Jets really turn their team around fast. Like, if they keep Sam Darnold and the new uh, coaching staff makes him very good. Like, that's the only way I really see this possibly being better for Corey Davis. But yeah, just on the surface, it certainly is not a great spot for his value, uh, for his fantasy value.
0: By the way, not that anyone asked, but I am 100% f- foot to the floor, gas pedal to the max. Um, keep Sam Darnold as a Jets fan. I do, not, I do not want a player from BYU who Thor Nystrom came through and said is a, is going to be a bust. I don't want that at all um, on my team. I'd rather keep Sam. Um, Another team that's having quarterback issues of their own are trying to fix those quarterback issues by adding two speedsters on the outside. Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne both signed with the New England Patriots. Um, Interesting signings. Nelson Aguilar has seen some success last year. Finished as wide receiver, 29 overall, averaging 10 points per fantasy contest. So with that being said, Michael, um, in this new situation where he looks like he's the number one receiver, unless Jacoby Myers keeps that spot, what do you see out of Nelson Aguilar next season? Uh, stock up or stock down?
1: Well, As long as Cam Newton is the Patriots quarterback, huge stock down. This season, I said I am not going to roster a single Patriot in any of my leagues, and that was one of the best and easiest calls I could have made. Nothing is changing if Cam Newton remains the quarterback. We're talking about a guy who legitimately, it would be shocking if he threw for over like 3,000 yards at this point in his career. Like he threw for 2,650 this past year. It's an absolute joke. The dude hasn't been good for five years now. Like he's a very bad NFL passer, and they wow Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne like those are the two big additions, and then of course the tight ends that they that the Patriots signed, but the Patriots like this is what me and Tim were arguing about when it came to the <laughs> tight ends is because I honestly believe all this hype the Patriots Patriots are getting if they keep Cam Newton this is going to go down as one of the worst off seasons ever because they're just throwing money around. For absolutely no reason, because they have a 0% chance at winning a championship with Cam Newton as QB. So why are you spending money on players if you don't have a quarterback? I I tweeted, this is like when Oscar tells Michael Scott that um, he has a surplus. Then he explains to him that he has to spend the money or the budget's going to be less next year. And it's a little different here, but it's basically like bill belichick saying all right i'm just gonna spend money until i retire because if you look at the contracts they're throwing out too dude these bonuses like on the on the books they're it's like a million dollars this year two million this year and then the next two years are like 11 mil 14 mil like the Pats are gonna be crippled in like three to four years that's what it looks like they're spending money up the wazoo And they're getting a bunch of scrubs to put around Cam Newton. I'm seeing tweets like, yo, Cam Newton, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Johnnie Smith, and Hunter Henry. Who's that scaring? (laughs) No one. It's not scaring anyone. And it's not good for fantasy. I can guarantee. I'll say right now, I'll guarantee it. None of these players will be wide receiver three or better, tight end one or better. None of them. All right, well, Jason and I
0: are going to disagree on these tight ends, and I'll get to the tight ends in just a second. But I will have to say that because I have, I have a little bit to say about this. I think that these moves on the surface, you're like Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, like you said, these names aren't scaring anyone. But if you look at them as a whole, I think there's a plan here. And first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Bill Belichick because he's one of the greatest. And I think a lot of people are taking Tom Brady's victory and kind of – saying all right this it was all brady and belichick had nothing to do with it stop all right bill belichick is one of the greatest coaches in the history of sports um possibly the greatest football coach ever whoever lived and one of the reasons why he's so good is because he's so adaptable and when you're looking at these moves you could see a very big plan coming into focus and i believe that plan is yak right so we know that that Cam Newton is not the thrower that he used to be. Because even when he used to be a thrower, he had that one good MVP season where he was a great thrower. And he made all the necessary fix to his mechanics. It's just not there anymore. He's not the same thrower. He's not as accurate as he needs to be. So I think a lot of what the Patriots are doing is designed for short passes where you can put someone in space and get them out in the open and they can make some moves on their own. And I think that You know, Jonah Smith and Hunter Henry, everyone right away uh, is saying, oh, this is like Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski all over again, which that's the thing that you can look at and say, hey, well, you know, that uh, that's pretty obvious, right? Like, duh, this is this is what it is. But you don't what people don't realize is Jonah Smith and Hunter Henry are both very good blocking tight ends, which is why both of them are on the field as much as they were in their former teams. And this, all these moves really scream out, to me, plays around the line of scrimmage, a lot of play action, a lot of movement, a lot of getting guys in open space, and a team that's going to lean on the running game. So, I mean, my first reaction is if the Patriots give the ball to one running back or even two running backs consistently this year, for the first time in a long time, Damian Harris is someone that I might be looking at to draft later in drafts that's going for, for value way under what he could be this year because I think that's what this offense is setting up to be. Um, but, you know, it's still early, so that that's yet to be seen. With that being said, too, I do have to shit on them a little bit because the reason why they have to spend all this money is because I've watched draft analysts suck off the Patriots every single day time they trade back in the draft every single time they're geniuses they trade back they get more picks they make players better blah, 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 blah. it's it's bullshit they haven't drafted a pro bowler since 2013 I mean Tooney was an all-pro so we'll give him that but he was a second-team all-pro and you know they had to they had to they had to uh, what, do you, what do you call the uh, franchise him so and they just lost him and they just lost him. So they haven't drafted a pro bowler in in eight years, bro. In seven years. So the this is what happens when your team becomes devoid of offensive talent is you have to do this. Because you don't have Tom Brady to be the ultimate band-aid to cover up all your mistakes. So they're, that's what they're doing. They're covering up their mistakes. It's so unlike the Patriots to be the ones that make the splash on the first day of free agency like this. And... With the splashes they're making, I think they're very intentional. I think they had extremely specific targets. Uh, if you, I, I'd say Nelson Aguilar got over market value for himself, Kendrick Bourne got over market value, and I even think Jonah Smith and Hunter Henry got slightly over market value for what they're worth. And the reason is because I think there's a very clear plan around um, getting the ball out of Cam's hands quickly depending on the running game, running 12 personnel and running a lot of play action, running a lot of movement. So I think that it's going to be a different type of pa- Patriots team next year. And I think, look, this is a team that went seven and nine with a quarterback that threw eight touchdowns total.
1: And you got to stop with this. A team that went seven and nine with what they had. Yo, Adam Case went eight and eight, like three years in a row with Miami. And everyone was like, look, he went eight and eight with Miami. Maybe he'll be good with the Jets. Oh, with a better roster. And look what he did to the fucking Jets. I understand. Um, I agree. Bill seven and nine means nothing. Too. Yeah, I don't care if they're seven and nine. They also played the Jets twice and the Dolphins twice. Yeah, like, but they also played the Bills twice. Yeah. All right. Whoa. One good team in the damn division. The I mean, Dolphins the, were the, mediocre and the Jets were the were worst decent. team in the league. Okay, but they also played a
0: thirteen-win team twice, bro. So you, but, they, you have to take that. The, them, the the Bills and the Jets cancel out.
1: I mean, no. But everything you said. Yay! Let's throw the ball near the line of scrimmage. Let's get yards after the catch. Let's do a lot of gadget plays. Means we're not gonna win a Super Bowl. So unless they get rid of Cam Newton, all of these trades—I mean, all of these signings—are absolutely trash. And Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. We'll get to that in a second. This don't blows. Don't. This blows. We'll get, we'll Period.
0: We'll get. We'll get to the tight ends in a second because I have a different. I have a different opinion. Than yeah, you it's because one. you're dumb. um let's go to some uh, one that went under the radar Uh, i have a couple here that i want to mention um marvin jones uh finished as wide receiver 17 has been a very good player overall through in 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 the last few years particularly particularly his years with the lions so the question is he's going to jacksonville for two years 14 and a half million dollars so i mean he is older he's 31 he's getting up there in age so but this is a veteran receiver to join the core that will be getting thrown to by the young hotshot, Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, rumors have it that DJ Chark could be on the move. We're going to monitor that. But if he is playing on the other side of DJ Chark, do you think his stock is up or stock is down from wide receiver 17? Let's start with Jason.
1: Yeah, there was also rumors. Um, they have been put to rest a little bit, but some rumors that like Curtis Samuel is going to go to the Jags. Mm. That'd be a little odd fit. I feel like he's a similar to Chenault in that they're more um, Swiss Army knife, get the ball in their hands type of guys.
0: I mean, Urban Meyer does like to space things out, so it would make a
1: little sense. Yeah, uh, but I just I don't know. The, well, those are quashed. They signed Marvin Jones. Quashed. So the question is. Yeah, that's not a word. Quashed for sure. Quashed not a is a is a is a legal term.
0: One hundred. Goodness. Nah, gracious. I don't believe. I guess
1: you. that's. I don't believe it. Quashed is a legal term. You want I to don't quash bl- a subpoena. I don't yeah, believe a guy, it. This guy just came out and said quashed.
0: Do you know what's funny school.
1: Do you know what's funny? Real quick, just that that Cornell. Reject or void. Oh, yeah, it is legal. Reject or void by legal procedure. By legal Typically, So you got to quash subpoenas.
0: Yeah, you so that doesn't make any sense.
1: It's not a legal procedure, you idiot. Oh Cornell. No, no. reject. Reject. It, it's quashed. I mean, it's rejected. Con- They're not going to sign Curtis Samuel. Signing a contract illegal. Legal sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is legal. I think Jason's right on this one, actually. S- suck it, Jason. Yeah, like, fuck y'all. It's episode. been quashed.
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, I think it's absurd to think Marvin Jones is going to end any higher than wide receiver 17. Yeah. I think this is – but, like, that's more of just a gimme here. The real question is how is he going to perform? And, it, of course, a lot of that has to do with Trevor Lawrence. If Marvin Jones is going to be the second option on the outside – with DJ Chark being the number one option on the outside, Chenault working inside and in the backfield and stuff of that sort, James Robinson getting a lot of work. It could be entirely possible that Marvin Jones becomes the fourth option on that offense with the rookie quarterback. Uh, It could also be possible that he ends up becoming the number one option for Lawrence. It really is tough to know at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvin Jones remains in wide receiver three territory the entire year, typically like we're seeing him uh, to be, but at the moment, i definitely say stock down with the move to the track. I'm actually – I- yeah, sorry for cutting off time. I think I'm going to give it like a even, not a stock no. up or stock down. Not, no. not compared to last season, though. Compared to the new Jared Goff-led Lions.
0: Michael doesn't care about anything, any of the rules. He yeah, just made up his right. own
1: rules. That's right. Because if the, he stayed with the Lions and Jared Goff – that would be concerning because Jared Goff is trash, but now we got Hold Trevor on. Lawrence. What? The Lions have no one. Yeah, the Lions have no one. He would have been I the know, only player on the Lions. Jared Goff sucks, though. No nah, man. He talk. made Woods and let me talk, guy. Cup. I disagree with you. But then we got look. If but you're saying if Trevor Lawrence comes in and has a Justin Herbert-esque rookie season. There could be a decent amount of value here in, in Marvin Jones, especially if DJ Chark, DJ Chark gets traded. Chenault isn't like, like he's going to have his role in the slot and probably work in the backfield a little bit too. But we're talking about an actual deep threat. That's how Marvin Jones has excelled his entire career. He's never going to be a 100-reception type of guy. He's always just a deep threat. If Trevor Lawrence is who everyone thinks he is, Marvin Jones could be one of those very, very solid best ball type guys. Where, sure, some weeks he'll let you down, but some weeks he could go like eighty yards and a couple touchdowns on just four or five catches.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to say that Marvin Jones is going to be better than wide receiver seventeen next year, though.
1: No, but yeah, I, I'm not so many Marcy too many question 17.
0: marks. Too many question marks.
1: Um, yeah, if this was like a bet, it would be that'd be a gimme. Like, yeah, under. I don't I just think wanna, that's a real question here.
0: Those are the big wide receiver signings. I'm going to go over some wide receiver signings that I think everyone should just know about in case you don't know. And if you guys have anything to say about who you think might be a, a little bit of a sleeper pick, I have one, um, but I'll go through them in, in a second. So uh, Jamal Agnew, formerly of the Detroit lions signs a three year contract with Jacksonville. He's a, a special team specialist. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if they use them in the, in the passing game. Andre Roberts, another special team specialist, goes from Buffalo to Houston on a two-year deal. Terrell the Gazelle Williams uh, is landing in Detroit. Chris Moore from Baltimore goes to Houston. Emmanuel Sanders, it just became official, signs with Buffalo. So interesting move there for a veteran. John Ross, the former first-round pick out of Washington, who set the 40-time on fire, signs with the New York Giants. Philip Dorsett, also uh, on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Noah Brown resigns with Dallas? Uh, okay. Um, for me, Terrell the Gazelle, man. One-year, $4 million contract. Prove-it deal. He's 29 years old. Um, probably not going to get another big contract, but he's probably playing for his football life this year. And when you put someone in a corner like that and you put him in a situation where he's the only player, I mean, Terrell Williams could have some fantasy value. How do you guys feel about uh, Terrell Williams and or, or any of these other guys? Do they stick out to you?
1: You know I've always liked the uh – like Terrell the gazelle. I've always been a fan of his. Um, He's been injured a lot and such, unfortunately, but the one that sticks out to me as a little odd is Emmanuel Sanders because he's basically Cole Beasley. Like at this point in his career, he's Cole Beasley and they have Cole Beasley on contract. I know they got rid of John Brown, but Gabriel Davis is likely to be the outside guy. And then they have Stefan Diggs as well. So, like, what happens to Cole Beasley if they're going to bring in Emmanuel Sanders? It's just a little bit of an odd signing there for me. Unless, like, they're signing Sanders in the hopes that he could, like, mentor Gabriel Davis and such. And, like, he's not really going to have that big of a role on the offense. Or when they go out four wide, Emmanuel Sanders is certainly a very viable wide receiver four. But, I mean, like, he's older in age. He's basically stuck in a Cole Beasley-type role. And Beasley has excelled in that role, especially this past season. So that one is a, a little questionable to me.
0: I think it makes sense for both parties in terms of Emmanuel Sanders is 34 years old now. So that's that's ancient for wide receivers. But he still has something left in the tank. He could take a lesser role in Buffalo. He could be a mentor. And Buffalo is a serious Super Bowl contender. So he has a chance to get back to the Super Bowl after being released from a team that also has a chance to be uh, in a Super Bowl, so I think it makes a lot of sense for Emmanuel Sanders on a one-year contract. But I just I don't think he's going to be fantasy viable. I think this is much more of a this is a much better real life move than it is a a fantasy move.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would have liked to see T. Y. Holton sign with the Bills. I think that would have been a good fit. Hmm. But what do I know? With Josh I'll Allen, so you know, Will Fuller would have been absolutely absurdly awesome.
0: All right, let's get into this because. Now we are going to be going into a place where me and Michael are not going to see eye to eye at all whatsoever. And that is the tight end discussion, um, because there are two tight ends that signed with the Patriots. Tight end 10 overall last year, Jonah Smith signs with the Patriots and tight end 13 overall last year. Hunter Henry signs with the Patriots and oh shit. A lot of people were saying that Jonu Smith he signed first, so a lot of people were saying that this is going to be great for Jonu Smith. He's got Cam who used to throw to Greg Olson, and and they like to use the tight ends in New England, and this and that, and this and that. And then they're like, okay, Hunter Henry. I saw one tweet that was pretty funny, um, but but it said uh, Jonu Smith's dominant tight end career, um, and then it had dates March fifteenth, two thousand twenty-one, and to March sixteenth, two thousand twenty-one. So I thought that was funny, but. I disagree with the premise. I think that Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry being in the same spot, and I mentioned what they're trying to do. Cam Newton is not a guy who's throwing outside the numbers. So what do you do? You give him a big fucking target like Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, giant dudes that can make contested catches over the middle, off play action, and I think he excels there. And I think that that's where this team will excel. And you have to play against both of them because both of them will be in the field at the same time. And not to say this is exactly Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, but it does have some shades of it, obviously. You're paying both of these guys $12.5 million a year, four years, $50 million for Jonah Smith, three years, $37.5 million for hunter henry which the years are different but the contracts are exactly the same in terms of of annual payouts so you have these two dudes you're not paying them all these money all this money to not be on the field at the same time so i think in terms of fantasy i think both of them will be viable i don't think that it's outside the question that both of them finish as tight end ones but i think it's a guarantee that at least one of them does Bro. I think it's a guarantee. The only problem is we're not going to know leading up to the season who it is. So it's going to be just whatever you think you whatever you think you think know. So that's probably going to lead me to back off of them unless I get great value. But at the same time, them being on the field at the same time is better for them, not worse. And it's because Cam Newton's the quarterback. It's because they're not making any moves on the outside. And if you look at the outside receivers, what are they there for? They're there for, for Yak. And they're also there to clear out space. Because those are outside guys that are outside, that stay outside, that do their thing outside. No one is expecting Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar to make their way over the middle. No one is. But that's what Jonah Smith and Hunter Henry are for. And I mentioned this before. Both of them are fantastic run blockers. So you build a team like that. I think this is a good move. I think that Jonah Smith and Hunter Henry will both be fantasy viable next year. Michael completely disagrees. So, Michael, tell him Dude.
1: Cam Newton's true throw value this year, Tim, guess what it was. Just take a guess. What Very Cam bad. Throw value. I'm, I'm guessing it's 44th. 44th. It's 44th. Like, literally, it's really hard to get any worse than that. I don't care that he threw to Greg Olson seven years ago. I don't care. Seven years ago, Cam Newton was an MVP candidate. He's not that guy anymore. This past season, he was pure trash. He has been pure trash of a passer For years now, literally years, he's either been injured or a terrible passer, and we have Hunter Henry, who finally stayed healthy and got all the targets this season and still absolutely sucked and was super unreliable, and then Johnu Smith, who, as much as everyone loves him, has never done anything in his life. Like, he's athletic, he's fun when given the shot he's performed, but he's literally never been given the shot enough all his time in the league to even be like a weekly viable starting tight end. So we got one guy, Hunter Henry, who finally got the targets and sucked it up. And one guy, Johnny Smith, who's all potential. And now they're going to be vying for targets from each other with literally the worst passing quarterback in the league. I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky than Cam Newton. I'd rather have Drew Locke. I'd literally rather have any other quarterback than Cam Newton for pass catchers. And now they have two tight ends who have to battle it out for the tight end. The only time in the last two decades that two te- that a team has produced two tight end ones is Hernandez and Gronk, and then Goddard and Wentz. Like, no. Henry and Johnny Smith are not going to both be tight end ones. They're going to vulture each other. It's going to be super annoying trying to figure out which one to start. Maybe they'll help out in best ball because you don't have to choose. But trying to choose if you should start these guys every week is going to be absurd. Cam Newton isn't even going to throw for like 2,600 yards again. Like, I'm at 2,600 yards. That's disgusting. That's not even 200 yards a game. Disgusting. There's no no reason to be excited about this at all.
0: I mean, I I already said my piece. Jason, settle the debate. Who wins?
1: I do. Jason knows I do. Michael, for sure. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So you agree with what Michael's saying? 100%. This is the best part about the offseason.
0: You know what? We can make our first bet towards next year. If you want. Michael, you want I'm to in. do it? I What's the it too bet? Early? What's I want to do. The bet is that Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry finish as a tight end one. But that's a
1: terrible one, John- bro. Jason Witten was a tight end one two years ago. It is not hard. If you change it. Fine. To- fine. T- two top 15s. Both top 15? Both top 15. Oof, absolutely. Boom! Too easy. You just Green made it. it so you changed that bet from way in your you favor just said to boom. way in our favor. This guy just said boom as yeah. if like he did something. That's, it's old.
0: guaranteed, guaranteed, oh, guaranteed no. win. Watch, I'm I'm just gonna, you know, just watch and learn. Many people have made the mistake of doubting me. First bet, folks. First bet. <laughs> all right. Speaking about Rob Gronkowski, Rob just Gronkowski.
1: Oh, who yeah, yeah. has absolutely dominated the bets every single season thus far? Just just throwing I, that out there. I,
0: I will tell you what I definitely remember, and I remember the person who
1: always cuts off my transitions. I just had to flex about my betting prowess.
0: Speaking of Rob Gronkowski, the actual Rob Gronkowski, not the new version of Rob Gronkowski. But by the way, Jonas Smith, Hunter Henry, which one's Rob Gronkowski, which one's Aaron Hernandez? Um, I would say I would try to say Joan who's Rob right because he got the bigger contract, he got the longer deal.
1: I feel like I feel like Johnny Smith is the like faster, more athletic. So I think he's Aaron Hernandez. Mm -hmm. I feel like Gronk was just more powerful and just yeah, uh, just more of a beast. But Aaron Hernandez was like the more uh, like quick, athletic type of guy.
0: Jonah Smith is the is the beast though. That guy's a an animal. You see his neck. Guy's neck is. Just you know what's like funny?
1: Complete. They both got the same AAV. John, who just got an extra yeah. year, and Henry yeah. is, and Henry is a year older. Like they yeah. basically were like, "You guys are the same. We're going to give you the same."
0: And it's it's genius. That's how you don't breed jealousy in the locker room. That's how you put them on the field at the same time. It, Bill Belichick, you outdo yourself, sir. Go um, get a bro-
1: quarterback, and then maybe if they go and trade for like Deshaun Watson, or trade up and draft like a. Zach Wilson or Justin Fields and show that they're getting a quarterback, then I'll applaud this off season. But if they stick with Cam Newton and don't do anything like that and just, they're just like, whatever, let's waste this year. It's going to be a joke of an off season for the Patriots. The
0: the hardest thing that would ever happen to me is if they sign Mitchell Trubisky and make him into a superstar. And then I would be so happy and so sad at all at the same time. It would be a real stroke for me. I mean, um,
1: there's a 0% chance that Mitchell Trubisky turned into a superstar. So don't worry about that, Tim.
0: <laughs> rob gronkowski comes back to tampa bay for a one-year eight million dollar contract now last year we were really down on rob gronkowski because we didn't want to bank on rob and for the first at adp at adp but and for the first seven eight rounds i mean seven eight games we were on point but he really came on during the second half of the year um when the and it, and it really coincided to when the bucks caught fire because the bucks were kind of a wishy-washy team in the first half of the year then they got their bye week and everything kind of clicked and at the same time rob gronkowski clicked so you got to think that gronk will be a bigger um will be a bigger deal from the very beginning this year which i never got to flex on this. you guys laughed in my face when i took rob gronkowski in our super bowl um in our super bowl face off and suck it yeah. um yeah. Well, how do you guys feel one. about
1: you took him that early, that's why.
0: Yeah, well, it worked He scored the most points of anyone in the game Um, So anyway, Rob Gronkowski Finished overall tight end 8 Last year, but it should be noted that Tight end 8 is is, is nothing to be happy about Uh, He finished behind Mike Kosicki And Logan Thomas So if you're not in that top 5 tight ends Even if you were in the top 5 You had a pretty disappointing season It's crazy, there's a 75 point gap Between 2 and 3
1: and then an in, even bigger one probably between uh, one and three. Well, like a double that maybe with Travis Kelsey, his ridiculous well, season.
0: Well, Kelsey was, had 260 half PPR points. Tanyan, who finished third, had 150. Darren Waller oh, had holy 225. Holy. But it's it's crazy to see the 75 because that's the difference between two and three in the tight end is the difference between three and to 24 Three and 24, Gerald Everett. So that's the gap we're talking about here. Um, So, you know, tight ends are a crapshoot. With that being said, Rob Gronkowski did have a solid last half of the year. Do you think he's a viable tight end uh, from the very beginning? I'd
1: I'd like to add before uh, Jason talks, um, it also coincided with O.J. Howard going down. Don't forget that O.J. Howard was like the main fantasy tight end for the first several weeks before he got hurt. Just wanted to. Yeah, that's very
0: true. And he's coming back. Wow. interesting
1: point. Jason,
0: is that all you have to say?
1: Yeah, I just want to throw <laughs> that out there.
0: I didn't, I didn't really even throw it to Jason. Michael, you just—Michael's just trying to take my job every week. He he hosts hmm. one time, and all of a sudden he's 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 power hungry.
1: I'll More make a bet right power. now that Gronk, is a, that Gronk is a top eight tight end next year. So stock up or stock down? Kind of even, I suppose. <laughs> but what's the number he ended at? Seven. Eight. Oh, eight. Eight. Eight half PPR. Then over.
0: So, oh, we're not doing over-under. We're going stock up, stock down.
1: Stock Dude, up. I mean, He's going to end up. Better, better than eight. Interesting. Better than eight. No, I, I disagree. I think uh, there were a lot of injuries and such, and Tom Brady ended up leaning bet? on him. But, yeah, I mean, I'll make that bet. Sure. Tim, you want in? I want eight, though. Eight or better?
0: No, I'm going to let you guys uh, battle this one out, because I think that uh, I'll take, I'll I'm not eight sure eight about better,
1: it. Jay. Remember uh, this, Tim, because Jason always says, oh, I I win the bets because I take the easy bets. I just allowed him to go up a spot. Remember this when I win this one. One fucking thing? Are you kidding? That's what the whole thing is. He was 10-8 last year. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're the generous guy. But you added to it. So, yeah, I am the generous guy. <laughs>
0: Anywho... <laughs> All right, so tight ends that also signed this one, these like don't matter at all. But Josh Hill signed with Detroit. Um, Jeff Swaim resigned with Tennessee. Wow. Chris Manhurst, Chris Manhurst to Jacksonville.
1: What? I was kidding. Oh, uh,
0: Je- I mean Jeff
1: Swaim has had. I thought some something people. actually happened. <laughs> well, the and Keith and
0: Keith and Carter goes from Cincinnati to Miami on a three-year, seven-point-eight million-dollar deal. Interesting. Um, but Jeff Swaim.
1: I think could have a couple good games for what it's worth. Shut up. got Anthony Ferkser, man. Anthony, How Ferkser many years is it going to take for Jeff Swame to stop being a thing? Anthony Ferkser's stock goes up. He had that Yeah, the only Jeff game. with a G I want to talk about is Jeff Jenkins. Jeff Jenkins, former baseball all-star. Shout out, Jeff Jenkins.
0: Uh, speaking of base, former baseball all-stars, oh, man, this transition is fire. Russell
1: Wilson? Carlos Hyde. Let's go over to the running backs. Carlos Hyde? With- whoa. Was a baseball.
0: Shut all-star. up, man, let me
1: shut, shut up. Man, up. Shut Obviously, Kim's going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> L-
0: like I was saying, Carlos Hyde, the number one pinch hitter in the league the last couple of years. Suck it, Mike. He's like Carol. the Lenny, he's like the Lenny Harris of of the NFL. Um, just backup running back extraordinaire. Gets a two year deal to Do sign that. with Jacksonville. So I'm not going to ask you about Carlos Hyde, though. Because that is who cares, right? What I'm going to ask you is the James Robinson doubters. They doubted that James Robinson would get the same amount of work. But bringing Carlos Hyde on, if the backfield stays there, I'm going to ask you guys about James Robinson. Stock up or down from his finish as RB7.
1: Jason, why don't you start? I think right now. Even if everything as well, I'm going to go down just because being a better than running back seven is hard. Um, there sure. are people who are going to improve. There's going to be rookie running backs that come in. So I'm going to go stock down. I forget who it was about. It wasn't Urban Martin. Maybe it was. Darren Bevel. I'm not 100% Bevel, sure. Bevel, Bevel, Bevel. But I read somewhere how like one of the Jaguars coaches has taken a running back in one of the top three rounds like 10 years straight or some shit like that, like get some crazy number and the hit rate is super small, by the way, the, I expect the Jags to add someone in the draft. If they go into the season with Robinson and Hyde. then Robinson's going to be for sure. Probably like a top five running back pick. Like he might jump that high up. If Hyde is his only competition, if Hyde is his only competition, then I do think a running back seven or better finish is, possible i mean we've seen Darren in bevel 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 have run a good offense running the ball and if trevor lawrence is as good as people think or even if he's not they're probably they might want to run the work on the run game a little more with lawrence as a rookie so i think a lot of what's going to happen when james robinson is going to come down to the draft it's premature for me to tell you what i think but right now i'll say stock down just because i don't think he's gonna run it's tough to repeat running back seven it is this is this, this is a tough one for me because
0: James Robinson got OD work. Um but then again, if you look at the if you look at the Jaguars last year, they had the least yards per carry of any team in the league. Um they were the worst running team in the league, but you would never know that cuz James Robinson was do- so dominant. But the reason James Robinson was so dominant was because he got every single carry. He literally shared the ball with no one. So all of the stats are being created by one person, which on a one win team is terrible for your overall, but good for James Robinson. So when you're looking at James Robinson, it's weird because he could have less opportunity, but be in a better opportunity. So less work could mean more points. And he only scored 225 points last year. So although that is running back seven, there is a lot of room to expand. To put that into perspective, the running back three, Dalvin Cook, scored 315 points. So there is a lot of a lot of room to grow there. And he did miss a couple games. 16.1 um, uh, fantasy points per game was actually a little higher than running back seven. So with that being said... I think that James Robinson is being underrated. I think that he's definitely being underrated. I think that people who are like sell James Robinson in, in, in uh dynasty are definitely bugging unless you can get a young wide receiver for him. I would keep James Robinson, but it's hard for me to say whether a stock is up or down with this move because there's so much unknown. I'm going to say up though. I think James Robinson has the ability to be a lot more, um, just a lot more next year and a lot more everything. And I liked what I saw from him on tape. He's a he's a strong runner. He's a one cut get the ball downfield back and he has great vision. Um so I think James Robinson is a is here to stay. So I'm gonna say stock up. Michael, what do you say? I,
1: I find that I think people are looking at it the wrong way. Um I've seen a couple articles and such already about how this Carlos Hyde signing is bad for James Robinson. Look, James I, Robinson what? wasn't going to get 95% of the work again this week. We all knew that regression is coming. Obviously, like obviously he's not going to be getting that much work again this coming season, but playing devil's advocate here for those people. Yeah. You know, he's not going to get all the work. So signing Carlos Hyde, that sucks. What those people are missing out on obviously is that it's Carlos Hyde versus who, Like, they didn't bring in Chris Carson. They didn't draft Najee Harris. They signed Carlos Hyde. So, yeah, it's a good thing for James Robinson because obviously they believe that James Robinson is going to be their lead back going into the season. And I agree with you guys, depending on the offense and how it works. I could see him having, like, a a season similar to this year or better, even on less touches. Like, you got to think he'll be more efficient on a better team. So, yeah, I think it's a solid... Um, solid. It's very solid for James Robinson, that Carlos Hyde signed there because it's Carlos Hyde. So no, I'm not scared of Carlos Hyde. He's going to steal work obviously because they're not just going to use one running back every single game again. Cause that was odd and it's a new coach this year, but yeah, it's just, I I agree that it's good for James Robinson. Um,
0: let's talk about Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron Jones re-signs with the Packers. Um, Aaron Jones finished as RB five last season. Uh, he does have AJ Dylan to compete with rather than um, Jamal Williams, who will not be there, but he's getting paid like a lead back. Um, and I don't think there's any reason to think Aaron Jones, stock will be down. Um, I think a, a, a late push by David Montgomery uh, pushed Aaron Jones out of the top four and into the, into the number five spot. Um, but I think that Aaron Jones is another great pick next year, just how he has been the rest of the years. Um, how are you guys feeling about uh, Aaron Jones? Jason, will start with you this time.
1: Abuya! <laughs> what other way can you feel, man? He gets to stay on the same team, gets to stay with Aaron Rodgers, gets to keep being the efficient running back we all know and love. Jamal Williams said his goodbyes. A.J. Dillon We could talk all day about how that was an awful pick, but he's clearly going to be the Jamal Williams to the Aaron Jones. They know that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' window to win is closing by the minute. They needed their weapons to stay. Aaron Jones is one of the, I always say, one of the most underrated pass catchers in the NFL at the running back position. And now he gets to run it back and keep doing what he does, man. There's no, like it's impossible to doubt Aaron Jones anymore. Even if you don't think he's going to get the same amount of work as say a Derrick Henry, he's going to, he's going to be great. And I, I love the fact that he stayed with the Packers. He deserves, he deserves that contract. Number one in rushing yards, over expected shout out Aaron Jones for getting the contract odd. Like they denied the one year, $8 million franchise tag and then signed him for 12 million a year annual contract so yeah i mean giving him 12 million dollars a year after rejecting the 8 million dollar franchise tag i guess they didn't want to deal with possible holdouts and just want to sign him long term and all that they also (laughs) drafted aj dillon last year in the second round which is pretty damn hilarious when you think about it uh it just makes last year's draft even more perplexing since they're in win now mode but yeah shout out aaron jones who gets to retain his role and be the stud that he continues to be i mean he should be uh, very happy for those who roster him. He'll likely continue to split the carries and such, which is obviously annoying. Maybe in Miami he would have gotten more carries, but he's ridiculously efficient and still a beast. So yeah, you gotta you gotta be happy with it.
0: Um, some more running back signings. Uh, Devontae Booker goes to the Giants. Carlos Hyde we, we mentioned. Mark Ingram goes to Houston to play in the oldest backfield in history. Um, Andy Dalton. Uh, it's not a running back. Let's go to the quarterbacks. Um, let's start with Andy Dalton since we're going to start there with Andy Dalton. Um, he signs a one year, $10 million deal with Chicago, which is interesting because that is semi starter money. So first of all, God bless you, Allen Robinson. God bless you. Second of all, I'm not going to put this in the perspective of, of stock up, stock down. Um, In terms of Andy Dalton, because he didn't play much last year, so he's you know, uh, so we can't really judge him on that. But what I what I will say is stock up, stock down in general for the Chicago offense. Do you believe that Andy Dalton is a better situation for guys like David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, Daryl Mooney, um,
1: the Mooney line, Jimmy
0: Jimmy Graham, etc.
1: Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. It's hilarious that Chicago signs Andy Dalton after Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles the last several seasons. That's who they've been rolling with. And now they want to bring in Andy Dalton, the slightly better version of both. I mean, I do believe he's slightly better. So I do think it's an upgrade for Allen Robinson, who who we've seen um, A.J. Green have dominant seasons with Andy Dalton at the helm. So it's not like it's impossible for A. Rob to have a good season with Dalton. Just, I mean, it's just the Bears being the Bears. Like, like I don't really understand the signing much, but I do think he's at least a slight upgrade from what they had. Jason, Jason's muted. Ha! Ah, I'm an idiot. Uh, once, once yeah. a show, this happens. Yeah, uh, hilarious. I'm back, assholes. No, <laughs> I'm trying to. Um, I'm checking true target values to see. How they all fared, and Mitch Trubisky is always, always decent in true throw values, man. Finished the year thirteenth. Mitch Trubisky
0: is under fucking rated, and he is a victim of the system that he was in with Matt Nagy.
1: Mitchell Trubisky's underrated, man. Tim, I'm. You're lucky I'm not here with you right now, or I'd like, I'd throw water on
0: underrated. He's underrated. What? He's not underrated.
1: No. What, you're asking yes, me like I'm supposed to just agree. What? He's not underrated? I just said he's not. He's underrated. You guys are ridiculous. Andy Dalton was 25th in true throw value. Nick Foles, 35th. Oh, like, yeah, 34th, yeah, Foles 34th. Is bad. So Dalton seems to be in the middle here in terms of um, true throw value. I do think that Dalton comes with a little bit more stability than Trubisky. Trubisky will be more of a boom game and then a bust game. Dalton will just be mediocre all the time. So, you know, you know what you're getting with Andy Dalton. It's it's going to be a little bit boring for Allen Robinson, but it's always a little bit boring for Allen Robinson unless Blake Bortles is throwing him garbage time touchdowns. Um, there's rumors that Anthony Miller is going to, is on the trade block. If so, that should open up a little bit more room for Darnell Mooney, who shined as a rookie last year. I love so I player. do think that Darnell Mooney has some potential wide receiver three upside. We saw CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper all be like decent with um, Andy Dalton under center. But besides that, I'm not touching any of the tight end options. Um, Jimmy Graham looked washed last year, except for when he was catching touchdowns. Am I supposed to talk about David Montgomery? Because no, I think I mean, he's overrated as well. It's fine. I mean, another another underrated player I think is Anthony Miller. I think that guy. Well, Anthony Miller, Bro. might be on the move. And I said, and I I'm tired of he hearing that he's underrated. The guy's a fucking bum. I said in the preseason, is it too early to say that Anthony Miller's a bust because he still has not done anything? And guess what? Another season has gone by with Anthony Miller doing nothing. So
0: he was hurt. I mean, he got hurt. It makes sense. Like, he didn't do anything. He was hurt.
1: But he's done nothing for three years. I remember someone, one of this, the this like, uh, a really trashy um fantasy site that I absolutely hate. They're real pieces of shit. Um, someone Whoa. asked them, like, Anthony Jeez. Miller's rookie season, should I draft Anthony Miller in the ninth round? And they replied, like, LOL, he's asking if he should draft Anthony Miller. Automatic click yes on every team. And look at what Anthony Miller has done. Trash-ass site. Well, I mean... You've got to text man. me who you're talking about. <laughs> Anthony Miller is not a good player, Tim, or he would have done something in his damn career. Through three Anthony years. Miller is buns. I said it was funny. I, well, I thought it was funny, at least. I don't know about you guys. But I tweeted. It reminded me of when Adam Schefter, because Adam Schefter said the underrated and valuable Anthony Miller or something is on the trade block. Oh, like Reminded Tavis me of Tavis. when he said the Vikings found their Stefan Diggs replacement with Tajay Sharp. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Adam Schefter? Please I mean, don't ever put them in the same sentence again.
0: Anthony Miller is a reception perception star by Matt Harmon, and and I put a lot of I put a lot of clout into that. I think that uh, we'll see. Can, I think if he gets in the right situation,
1: yeah, can he have success in the right spot? I don't doubt it. But like, if people were expecting like Anthony Miller to have this huge impact. Like that's just no. That's not who he is. He's a regular ass wide receiver.
0: Let's go to the 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 signing that everyone loves. Ryan Fitzmagic is back, baby. Hey-o. He Plays for the Washington Football Kareem Team. Terry McLaurin for the motherfucking win. I was going to ask you about Terry McLaurin. By the way, but I think one of the underrated storylines this year is that Washington is going to pick a team name. It might not. Am I, the Washington Football Team was just a one-year thing.
1: Well, Washington I, Football Team I not, is right about that? Washington Football Team is one of the names and i think everyone has kind of just decided they like washington football team now after making fun of them for it so i think it's sticking around
0: i don't know i think they should pick a mascot that would be stupid anyway um ryan fitzpatrick looks like they're gonna he's gonna be their starting quarterback as of right now unless they get a guy in the draft he's a gunslinger you know the deal terry mclaurin finishes wide receiver 21 but played way above the level of a wide receiver 21. Here's a guy who sticks out to you when you're watching games. Um, Terry McLaurin is one of the better uh, wide receivers in the game. Jason, you already said
1: Terry McLaurin, baby. So how does this make you feel about Terry McLaurin? Terry McLaurin legitimately has been like wide receiver 70 or worse every year in true values. Last year was like wide receiver 78, but he's still a... Set and forget wide receiver in fantasy basically every week. It's remarkable what he does with the awfulness throwing him the ball. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mr. I'm going to force it to my number one wide receiver 40% of the time. I'm I'm loving it, man. Like, Terry McLaurin is going to feast. It's Absolutely feast. I love it. It's pretty great. I mean, look at what Fitzpatrick did with Devontae Parker, Brandon Marshall. Like... It's it's just what he does, and it's glorious. We said all of last season, even if Tua is in, that really sucks for Devontae Parker. If Fitzpatrick is in, go ahead and put Parker in your top twenty wide receivers. Now we got Terry McLaurin, who's better than Devontae Parker, a better offensive line with the uh, with Washington. I mean, a better running game. Yeah, uh, it just it's it's sh- like I love me some Fitz Magic, and it should be a lot of fun with. Terry McLaurin like in dynasty leagues, you still don't know the long-term answer there, but this one season in redraft and even in dynasty should be a very, very fun one for as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is QBing for Terry McLaurin.
0: Terry McLaurin has become one of my favorite wide receiver values in the draft already. It, like I, if I had to guess now, I'd say he'd go around the fourth round and I would love to have him in every single fourth
1: round. He's just that good. Yo, he's, um, he's going to go higher. Yeah, you think so? I think, he I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna jump into the third round, and I might be one of the people pushing for that. The sky is the limit with Fitz slinging it, man. This isn't Alex Smith throwing dump offs and Dwayne Haskins throwing God awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the awfuls. Not even the word.
0: Yeah, you know the word quandra or whatever the hell you say, but you don't know how to say Qua- awful. Quash, whatever. motherfucker. Quand- <laughs> You know, what's funny. I'm looking at these contracts right here and I'm so not a millionaire like I'm just so not a millionaire because I'm looking at all these numbers and I can't help but look at the second comma as a period. So it looks like it's like 550 million. I mean, five million, five hundred thousand looks like five thousand five hundred dollars, like point zero zero (laughs) cents. So
1: what you're saying is you need to learn how to read monetary values still. What I'm saying at your ripe age. Oh, my God. Shut up! Of 92 years old. I hate you.
0: Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Jameis Winston, this is an interesting one because he signs a one-year $5.5 million contract, but it's incentive-laden, so it could get up to around $10 million. Taysom Hill restructures his contract um, in the biggest loophole that is, the, that is not a secret to anyone, how they're converting all these contracts into signed contracts. It's crazy how all of this is happening. Honestly, like you know, your salary cap is broken when it's this easily, it's this easy in public to manipulate it. Um, but either way, um, a lot of people are saying Jameis Winston is expected to be the starter. If you guys agree with that right now, let me know because I am willing to put in a bet today on March 16th
1: that Taysom Hill is the starting
0: quarterback week one for the New Orleans Saints,
1: Tim. My quarterbacks in. In our Dynasty League, we Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. So I for sure hope you're right. <laughs> um, I also agree. I just don't see. I just, it would be really weird if they thought to themselves, Taysom Hill is a better mid-season quarterback, Bridge quarterback until Brees is healthy, but Winston is the guy we want for the full season. It just uh, That would be an odd way to do it. I, I think Taysom Hill has the step up at the moment. It just doesn't. It doesn't make. It doesn't.
0: Jameis Winston doesn't. He's been throwing turnovers for literally his entire history. And when and you can't go from Drew Brees to Jameis Winston, you know. But you. But if you're Sean Payton, you Taysom Hill's been in the system for a long time now, and he showed that he could pass the ball. Not for nothing. He he had a lot of success on the ground. Yeah, but he had success through the air too. He. It's not like he sucked in the in the air. So to me, Taysom Hill is the starter here. And
1: it's like, it's, not, I know the, the four-year, $140 million deal for Taysom Hill is basically voidable every single year, blah, blah, blah. But even the single year this season, like, he's getting starter money this year. So I don't see why they gave him that, and then they gave that contract to Jameis and Adam Shafters, Like, their presumed starter, Jameis Winston. Like, why? I, I, I just don't understand how Jameis is the presumed People starter. People have been calling Jameis the presumed starter for years now. Yeah. So, it's it's crazy. It, you know it's Sean Payton, man. Sean Payton is like
0: like I'm sorry for the to, to bring it to politics, but Sean Payne's like Donald Trump. He just lies and lies and lies and lies until people just accept the lies as, as fact. Like Sean Payton has never said the truth ever. Sean Payton is one of the is one of the worst coaches in terms of fantasy because you just never know where it's coming. I remember when Marcus Colston was was coming up, even like he didn't say anything about Marcus Colson. When Michael Thomas was was uh, making some waves, Michael Thomas ended up going later in drafts than he should have because he did, he wasn't saying that Michael Thomas was going to have the role that he was going to be. It's just Sean Payton is always lying to the media, and here he is lying to the media again, and the media just taking it for what it's worth at face value. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. Honestly, I...
1: it would have been awesome if Jameis went to Chicago. Like that, I would have really loved to see.
0: Yeah, because that's a, that's a, high, that's a slingy type offense, which, that's... by the way—
1: I just, ahead, ahead. I just think Jameis is still a, a very solid quarterback option. Like, I think he should be a starting quarterback in the league. So going to Chicago with A-Rob would have been awesome.
0: I don't I don't know about that. He turns the ball over too much, man. 30, 30 interceptions is a lot for a team to overcome. Look what happened. They, they won the Super Bowl.
1: I A-Rob mean, I to... would be drafted a lot higher if his quarterback, Jameis Winston. I mean, for
0: him. fantasy, it would be wonderful. Um by the way, we're, we're in the middle of talking about Andy Dalton, and my phone sent me an ESPN article that says, grading the Andy Dalton deal. Hard to generate excitement with this move as the Bears, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace era faces immense pressure. Um, so if you think your phone is not listening to you, you're wrong. Let's go to one more presumed starting quarterback. Um, Tyrod, another another um, baseball analogy. Tyrod Taylor equal to Cameron Mabin. Cameron Maben has been the starting center fielder for the worst team in the league for years in a row. It's just like every year he's a starting center fielder for the worst team in the league. And now Tyrod Taylor gets another starting quarterback position somehow. Uh, he looks well, like he's going to be. Well, assuming that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Assuming that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Tyrod Taylor gets starter money right now to be a, a, a backup. Um, he goes to Houston. So if. Highly incentive laden. Highly incentive laden. So assuming. That Deshaun Watson either gets traded or hold hold out. Which for me, I'm assuming that it's a done deal. And I, I the the Texans could be as stubborn as they want. Um, we are in a league where if the player is at a certain position, he has all the power. Deshaun Watson has all the power in this situation, so I think Deshaun Watson gets moved. I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson gets moved on draft day. Um, but with that being said, so the Jets. Ty- yo, listen. I think Joe Douglas might be playing his cards correct. And when it comes down to it, you know, number two on the clock. Hey, Hey, I'll give you number two. I'll give you next year's pick. I'll give you Sam, take it or leave it. I'll make this pick. If you don't give it to me, it's up to you. You want a quarterback or not? Houston is not exactly the, the most um, known as the most stable franchise when it comes to trades. I think they can be taken advantage of. So um, we'll see if maybe if that, if that comes to fruition, that's just me talking. I have no inside knowledge whatsoever. I'm definitely not one of those guys going to tell you I have inside knowledge when I don't. Um, but yeah, that's the last one. Um, Jacoby Brissett also goes to Miami, um, which is to- great
1: replace- for Carson Wentz who will be able to run in his own one yard touchdowns rather than having Phillip Rivers get take it out and Jacoby Brissett stealing his one yard touchdown runs. That that was so frustrating. Every time someone started Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett comes in and f- f- fucking falters the touchdown.
0: Well, Philip Rivers has Philip Rivers has a small village at his house. You That's can't true. put him in armed way, man. But it's you're, funny. You take it four. I can mouth. do it. Um, that's all for the free agents for now. Of course, stay tuned with us on Twitter at Fantasy. If you want to talk to us and ask us direct questions, again, patreon.com slash brotofantasy to join the Discord amongst many, many, many features um that you get as a Patreon member. Um, Michael, where could they find you?
1: At Broto FF Mike. Jason. At Broto FF Jason. Yes, you can find the Jason, best yo. name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Michael, Jason, you are just the worst, man. Jason never remembers if it's Broto FF Jason or Broto Jay, and it blows my mind how he cannot just remember which one it is. Blows my mind how you cut off all of my transitions every day. You could We've been doing this podcast for four years. You'd figure you don't
0: would <laughs> you stop cutting off my transitions? Go ahead, Tim. I allow you to speak. Suck it. What was I saying? Oh, the best name in the game at Broto FF Casanova. And you can find me at Brodo FF Tim. See what we did there? Um, that's basically it. Don't forget Fantasy Football by Brodo. Coming soon, the app. But if you're already online and you already want some Brodo stuff online, BrodoFantasy.com still exists and it's still out there and it's still pumping out content. So um, check out that for sure. Anything to add, guys? That's about
1: it. Thank you guys all right. for listening.
0: With that being said, that is all from us. Peace out. Later. I